0: hey guys it's she sheds real light with crystal fry and susan price and today's episode is rest first so we are in week five and we just have one more week left to go and this uh first chapter of week five which is chapter 11 is called Wait. and As we've shared plenty of times before, waiting is not something I know for me personally, I am not good at it. Um, Waiting is difficult, especially when I feel like I can just dive in first and be like, all right, I'm going to do this myself because I don't have time to wait on y'all. I've got I've got a mission that I have to accomplish. And if I'm waiting on y'all, it ain't going to get done. And I think the same thing with God, like not that I am God or playing God, even though that's what we are doing. It's like, okay, God, you're taking way too long to make this happen so I'm just gonna go ahead 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 of you and make it work on my own terms when in reality that never turns out good at all um and so reading through this chapter I highlighted a lot of stuff it was a really good chapter and Me too. Uh, it's so good um but you know briefly speaking on it um she talked about a waiting room and she also talked about how when she wants to push, God asks us to pause. And that stood out to me because I'm like, how true is that? Like, we are constantly wanting to push, push for the next thing, push forward. And God's really just saying, pause, be still, take rest in me, let me work it all out. And we're just not that kind of people. Like, we just want what we want.
1: Yeah. I don't, I know that we are a lot alike in this area, but like, I don't a lot of times know what the pause button is like I don't even know what stop is sometimes it's like go and fast forward are my emotions and I want to be better like I read this chapter and I'm like I want to be better about being able to pause and being able to like wait um but it's hard because when you have like this habit of doing what you do it's hard to break those habits of Allowing God to do what he's meant to do and not putting it into our own hands. I actually highlighted that too. And then right under it, I highlighted, the world doesn't need me to rescue it. Sometimes it needs me to step away and find my chill. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) that's so good because a lot of times I have no idea what chill means. Like I am so... The complete opposite. I don't even know what the word is. Uh, the complete opposite of what chill means. And it it honestly, I am trying to rescue everything sometimes. And I don't step away. I don't step into where God wants me to be. I don't step into that rest place. I don't step into that waiting place. And then I get so wrapped up that I end up, like you said, messing up and wrecking the plans of, of God for a time, obviously God's plans, you know, can't be right. They end up coming together, but like I put it into my own hands, which like you said, never works out the way you want it to, because that's not his plan.
0: Yeah. I mean, oftentimes we think that our mission is to save the world and we may not see it that way, but when you talk about it, when you read about it, it brings so much to light. And it's like, wow we really are trying to like one play god but two save everyone and we can't save everyone in my job where i work i say it all the time like we can't save everybody no matter how much we desire to do it you know and so a lot of times that's what we're doing when we're pushing forward and and trying to make things happen and i you know i also loved how she talked about the armor and how um she said she steps into so much of her life wearing armor but the armor that she wears, it says it was armor of ambition, good performances, armor of mass, armor of control, armor of trying harder. And she said this kind of armor doesn't actually protect her. I think it will, of course, like we think it will, but it doesn't. Yeah. And um, in fact, it can be heavy and ill-fitting. And yeah, I mean, I think we're getting ourselves up each and every day and we're putting on all the wrong armors instead of the armor of God. And I never really looked at things that way either.
1: Heavy is such a good word because I actually talked to my therapist about this the other day and it was like, you get so heavy from trying to carry so much and instead of letting God carry it, you you forget that it's not honestly meant for you and you have to release some of that and that comes from control. That comes from exactly what we're learning about of wanting to control everything and ultimately... We have no control over what God is doing. But when we put that control in our own hands, it makes it harder for us to wait. It makes it harder for us to rest. Um, And I highlighted God's delay feels like a denial and you are left discouraged. It really does like, because when we wait and we don't hear from God, because God is doing something in the background, it feels like he's saying no. And then it makes us discouraged and it makes us to want to go into our own will in our own way. When in reality, like we know good and well that that heart that doesn't ever work out, you know, but it, we just have such a hard time in that waiting, in that holding cell because we don't have control of what's going to happen while we're waiting. And so we can't be discouraged in that moment. And that really kind of left me thinking of how many times I have been discouraged and how I've really got to think of it in a different way and in a different light. And like, how do you do that? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I know I, I was thinking about personally my own life and like, and I'll make this quick, but you know, I prayed for so long for good Christian women friendships. Like I felt like I had none and I prayed for so long on that. And I remember thinking, okay, well, apparently this is never going to happen. Like I, I keep praying for it. You're not hearing me. I don't I, like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why you're not answering my prayer. And then after a long time of waiting on that, it was like one day it just happened and it was just looking back on it. I'm like, okay. The season before God placed those people in my life was some of the difficult, most difficult times I've I've had. And I know that now he had to keep me to his self, like keep have me to his self without any distractions around me, any friendships keeping me busy or interrupted so that he could really work on my own heart before moving me forward with that. And, and I realize that after the fact, and I think a lot of times we don't take the time to stop and look back on the waiting periods and t- to see what God really did within us during those times. Uh, which is so important because it's in the waiting that he works on us. And, you know, she said he may be, or though he may be silent, God has not abandoned you. He is working while you wait. Do not confuse this divine delay with definitive denial. And a lot of times with his delays, we do, Um, translate to be a denial like just because it hasn't been answered yet or you're still in the waiting doesn't mean he's denying you of that or it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen it just means that now is not the right timing
1: well and it doesn't mean like god god wants the desire like he wants to fulfill the desires of your heart and i think that we forget like if he wants that for us it can be much better than what we expect over us Mm -hmm. but we like you said we feel like that's a denial but in reality it's God working things out to make it even more or to make it what he sees and what he wants and like it, even bigger than we could ever imagine. Absolutely. I love that on page 192, I would honestly suggest that you write these scriptures down somewhere, maybe pick out your favorite. It's like scripture verses to help you pause when you want to push. And I think it's just a reminder. I love that they put scriptures in here because a lot of times people like don't know where to find stuff. They don't know like where in scripture to even begin to like look for certain things, but this is, these are such great references. And so if you're having a hard time with, Pushing and not waiting, I would totally suggest that you um, write those down. But I also, if you flip to that 195 page, and she wrote, Jesus traded her delay for deliverance. Mm-hmm. And I think in the waiting time, in the waiting period, in those holding sales, in that waiting room, God is really, like you said, working on our hearts and trying to deliver us from what has been holding us captive so that we can really fully walk into what he has for us and what we desire completely um, versus
0: kind of being in a bad place when we go there. Mm-hmm. And she also said that it was a path to protection. And we often miss Ooh. that sometimes. I know you know, we oftentimes, we, we say this all the time, it's like, oh, I'm running late this morning and I couldn't get out of the house. And now we're gonna be 30 minutes late or now we just canceled it all together. And you've said so many times like, well, that's okay. Cause maybe God was protecting you from a situation and, or, you know, sometimes you leave and you're late and you're like, I can't get out the door. I'm gonna be late to work. but. God may be calling you to wait because of the harm that would come if what you desired now was delivered. And so if we get what we want right now, it could cause us harm. Whereas waiting and him delaying things is in his perfect timing, which would not be harmful to us. And that really stood out to me, too, because so many times I think we can put ourselves in danger when we push forward to what we think is best for us when it's not.
1: Yeah, Um in this, she also talks about, um, the woman with blood, I believe. Um, and it talks in the end of it, it says in faith, you will reach Jesus in faith. You will touch the hem of his robe. And when you fall at his feet, he will turn to you and say, daughter, your faith has made you well. And I can't imagine that story of having something and it being delayed for so long and all you want is healing all you want is that deliverance and waiting but also having faith in that period such strong faith that you know when jesus comes through that healing is complete that faith is hard in the waiting but It says in the waiting place, God gives us the wisdom we need for what he wants us to do when the wait is over. We learn so much in the waiting period. If we take advantage and we stop and pause.
0: Right. We have to stop and pause and that's what it requires out of us. So we've all got to work more on that. And I mean, I'm right there with you working on it every (laughs) step of the way because it's not easy. It's not easy at all when we are control freaks and want to do it all on our own and you know moving along to the next chapter i I don't know that i highlighted as much in this one but it was still a good one and she's talking about how she rubbed her body ragged and how um you know you need to tend to your soul when you can um but she also says when she operates like that, she's in survival mode. And I thought about that and I'm like survival mode. I can't tell you how many times I've lived my life in survival mode. I feel like I'm on like pilot or autopilot half the time. And I'm doing the routine things every single day. I'm just barely getting by. And by the end of the day, I'm worn out. I'm ragged. I'm exhausted just to wake up the next day, feel the same exact way and do it all over again. And it's just such a routine. That's just exhausting. And much of it has to do with, us pushing ourselves and and doing things that we don't really need to be doing anyway, you know, like there's things we're going to have to cut ties with, but we have to give our whole selves to God and allow him to, like we talked about previous chapters before, to minimize our schedules for us.
1: Yes, I agree. And she states in this chapter too, she says, Where are you? God already knows the answer. It seems God asked the question not so much to get a response, but mostly to let us know He's near. We aren't alone after all. He sees us. I think that I probably should ask myself that question more often because how many times have we said, Where are you, God? Where are you? Especially in that waiting period. And where are you, God? Where are you at? And in reality, He's going, where are you? Like come closer to me, trust in me, have faith in me and watch what I'm doing behind the scenes to make things good, you know, for your good and for my glory. And so I think I love that cuz you know, we tend to ask so much, God, where are you? But truly ask yourself the question, where where are you?
0: That's good right there because, yeah, there's a lot of times I'm like, are you here? Do you hear me? Like, can you see me? Because I'm struggling and I feel like you ain't listening. I feel like you're not seeing me, seeing my struggle. But in all honesty, we already know that he knows and sees and hears all of these things. But you're right. Like, we should be saying, like, where am I? Where am I putting myself? I need to position myself to be with you. And, you know, we're so busy running towards things and away from God that we don't hear him. And it's, you know, like when they say like, okay, well, maybe you're not as close to God as you used to. Well, it's you that move, not him because he doesn't move. You know, he remains the same. He's always there. And it just requires us to be, you know, open and listening and and doing for him. Um, you know, and, and just talking about the weariness and the tiredness and, and, and all of those things that run us ragged. Uh, she had made mention on page 210 that God may call upon you to carry out kingdom tasks that leave your body physically weary at times. But if you don't engage with the psych, if you don't engage the psych with the body, you are living a, dis, a dissected life you will be unable to access the rest for your soul that Jesus promises in the midst of your work. Mm. And that was really, really good to me because honestly, when he calls us to tasks, I mean, we're going to be, and we we do it, the kingdom work that she's talking about, we can be left exhausted, but it's almost too like you're doing it for the kingdom. You're doing it because he's asked you to, and you know that it's a calling place on your lives, but it's a different kind of exhaustion because I do believe that, when it's a kingdom task that he's given us, he's also going to provide us with the, the rest for our our souls, our bodies, our minds, and all of those things, too, if we allow him to. But we can't get so caught up in doing that we miss um, the opportunity to take it all in and, and find rest in his arms, too.
1: Yeah, and I think that that goes with what she says in there, too, is that breathe him in. Breathe the word of God in. Let that air, let your breath breath come from him and in the busyness we forget to breathe i know that in my um it's like a daily kind of journal it asks you like questions and stuff like that i actually think we got it together but in that it says breathe and we get so busy in life that we truly forget to breathe the word of god in
0: Oh, the self-care journal that I yeah I bought you I bought yeah. it for you and me and I've still never opened the pages of it. <laughs> <laughs> um let's go on to the next
1: chapter because um there so since there's three chapters, but this one is about rest. <laughs> oh my goodness. I am so bad at resting. Okay. So I feel like I'm bad at everything right now because I'm like, I'm so bad at waiting. I'm so bad at resting. But it's true. Like I I It takes me sometimes for God to like truly knock me down with like sickness or something for me to actually go, gosh, I really need rest. And it's not even about like sleep, but it's also about being still. And in that stillness, what we hear from God, what we see from God, um, how we're breathing in the word of God, you know, stillness makes me, scared I almost think sometimes because I'm like what oh, I, I'm uncomfortable I don't know what I'm doing like I feel like I'm no, I'm doing nothing but truly sometimes doing nothing is the best place for God to meet you
0: absolutely yep no I don't do the rest thing well either but I mean I mean I'd say when we both had COVID we rested for like a month straight <laughs> we had enough rest <laughs> to last the rest of our lives but yeah ah. right now I'm really exhausted so I'm not sure how that worked but um yeah Oh my goodness! And you know when she was talking about the, we have a uh, internal fuel gauge creeping towards E before the day had really begun. Or she talked about that for herself. I, I can raise my hand right now and say that's me every single day. Like I am on E. I'm running on fumes most of the time. Go to bed late, get up early, and still like manage to get everything done that I need to get done. And it's like, but when do you take the time to catch up and just really be? I don't know like be still is one thing but like really be still and escape everything like you have a husband or a spouse and you have kids and you have a job and you have all these different things and it's like you have to you're gonna have to schedule time even if you have to do it on your calendar or on an alert reminder on your phone that says take rest take time be alone you know, and I, I truly feel like that's what it's going to take for us to really take steps to start. It's self-care. Like, yeah. when you just take a step away to be able to focus on those things. If not, you're running on fumes and you have nothing to give everybody else if you can't even fuel yourself.
1: I thought this was perfect for me and you. It says resting in the midst of an exciting journey can be can feel counter I guess that's how you spell that or sound that. But if we don't we will suffer. Our work will suffer. We will get stretched too thin and we'll be ill-equipped to give our best. We always talk about wanting to do everything with excellence, like wanting to do things at our best. But it can kind of like, if we don't rest, we will suffer and we will not be able to give it our best. And I'm going, okay, like that's a whole nother perspective. Like we really do need to rest.
0: Yeah, I know that's perfect for this season that we're in right now. And, you know, especially when it's exciting things, it's like you want to make sure you can get it all done. You want to make sure that it's perfect, but you know, it is important that you're taking time to, to rest your body, your mind and, and fuel yourselves back up. And I don't know, like I I do feel like at times that you can just be so full of overload that you just, you, you exhaust all means. But, um, I saw something really good and of course I lost the page to it that I wanted to share. But, um, you know, basically from this whole chapter, I really just gathered that we're filling our agendas too full and we should be using our time wisely, which I think we already all know those things, but in reality we're not doing it. And so that's something that we're going to have to make more time for. But, um, that it's really hard for me because I get antsy when I rest. Like sometimes I do, think to myself like I just want a rainy day. So then I'm forced to stay home and rest. And there was one day over the past, I think it was a month or so ago, it was the beginning of October, and I remember it rained and it was a Saturday and so we literally we left to get lunch and we came home and then we just watched movies all day long and didn't get out of our pajamas really like we literally rested all day and it was it was just great. Like I was like this is great. But at the same time I'm like why can't it rain during the week when I'm working so I can have the weekends to do what I want to do too? So it's just like, sometimes I think like you even talked about with God and sickness, like sometimes we just have to be forced to stop. But honestly, I don't want to have to be forced by God to stop and rest because ultimately it's not normally in a great way. I mean, being sick is not fun and that's not the way I want to have to rest. So why not just do the rest that we need to do to begin with?
1: Well, the thing is, is like God, God, Jesus rested. You know what I mean? He, there was a day of rest. Uh, That should tell us enough. Like that should tell us that we also need that. He was perfect. He didn't sin while here and he rested. Like, why wouldn't we think that we also need to rest? But okay, let's get in the questions. Um, Question, we're going to do page 74. We're going to start on that first page. And it says, how do those two words, rest and stillness, make you feel? Select the answer that best describes your viewpoint right now. And I said antsy because I don't like being still. So I get rural real antsy, and then the second one I put I actually circled two. I said guilty because I have not rested like I ought to, and even though we had COVID, I still feel like I really do need to take this the time every week to actually rest. And sometimes I get so busy in my schedule that I don't take it, and then I can feel it in like my attitude and my like I can feel it. I can feel it in the way that I respond and the way that I act, like. All of that, and so I don't want to be like that. And then fill in the blank with a word of your choosing. And I of course I I say of course, but I wrote be still. That's not one word, but that's what I wrote.
0: So I circled um, B. I said yearning because I long to rest, but I truly don't know how. Like I I I really don't know how to rest because of the simple fact that then it goes into C. When I try to rest, I become antsy. Like I'm bored. Um, I've laid there long enough, it, you know. Like, there's always things in my mind that I can be doing, Um, but I'll start one task and then I'll quit midway and start another task, and so it's just like I physically don't and mentally whichever don't know how to be still in rest, and so it's because I get real antsy. I didn't fill in the blank because I couldn't think of anything extra, which I'm sure there's still plenty. But like, it's just so hard. It's it's I don't know. It's so hard to find that rest and. I definitely need to do that because again, I feel drained more times than not. Right. Um. So flip on over to page 76 at the bottom where it says your story. Um. It says, how do you make time to get, how do you make time for regular rest? If you don't, what are the biggest obstacles to rest in your life? And I just said, not as much as I should, but better than I used to listening to worship music. Um, oftentimes it like just in my closet or even in the car sometimes I know that's not really resting when you're driving but for me that's my place where I can just be alone um and I said you know I have also taken time to do weekend retreats like I know we try to do those if we can I mean I don't know that staying on a crazy boat is really <laughs> a, a resting thing but um and I said occasionally You know, I try to do things like that. But I said I grow tired and weary, exhausted, drained, and ill-tempered to those I love um, because, and I said I drift away. I'm not sure what that meant. I guess, like, I drift away because I'm just so exhausted with all these things. And the other night I was so ill that I could not, I couldn't stand myself. Like, I just could not stand myself. And I just kept saying, I just need to go to bed. Because I'm I'm tired, like I'm tired. My head feels heavy. Like I feel like I'm having to hold it up with my hands because I'm just so tired. I can't even hold my own head up, and um, it's like I know when I need to do to rest. But at the same time, at that point, it's too late because I've already taken it out on everyone I love around me.
1: Yeah, Um, I wrote for that one. How do you make time for regular rest? Um, Kind of the same way as you do. It's I, I mean, most of the time, it's spending time with God. Um, taking a nap uh praying uh listening to worship music those kind of things um if you don't what are your biggest obstacles to rest in your life i would say my biggest obstacles to rest would be that a lot of times if i rest too much i could become like super sad it could lead it can like lead me into like I wouldn't say depression, but it can lead me into like a state of mind where I'm just kind of like, uh. And so that's why I don't like to rest because I feel like I thrive better in like doing and being active versus like sitting down and doing nothing. So I I actually think that that's probably my biggest obstacle is I don't want to feel like uh, but I've got to make some kind of kind of uh, not boundary, but some kind of middle ground, I guess, of being able to rest but still being able to be active too but knowing when it's time for me to say I need to, like, step back for a second or I need to
0: pause. Mm, hit the pause. Yeah. <laughs> we that before. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I just said, you know, I, I skipped over that part. I didn't see it down there. But I just pretty much said, no, my schedule never seems to stop. Like, I feel like my schedule is always so consumed with – routine things that have to get done now granted uh sports for my kids just stopped after this week we will finally have all pretty much the nights to ourselves and i honestly i'm gonna enjoy it for probably about a week maybe two weeks maybe three and then i'm gonna be bored again like it's just so hard to find like it's like where's the happy medium can we find a way to keep ourselves rested but also use our time wisely you know it's so important that we uh balance between the two of those Um, and then, well, well, let's go on over to 81 at the bottom. Um, it says, getting your control under control. I tend to rest after my work is done. I rest at 730 on the couch, but only after the dishes are washed, put away. I rest on Sunday after a long week of work. That doesn't sound so terribly wrong or unbiblical, does it? But God has surprised me with a brand new revelation. I was designed to rest first so that my work can flow out of my rest, how does that last statement strike you? So I was designed to rest first so that my work can flow out of my rest. Um, I said it makes total sense. um if we aren't well rested, we have nothing to pour out, and then I said when I rest, I'm able to give more of me and do it with all of me, not just a piece of me.
1: yeah, I, how does that last statement so I was designed to rest first so that my work can flow out of my rest. I think resting first gives us the opportunity to be able to walk fully in that excellence that we were talking about before. And if we're not resting first, like our body is not in a good state to be able to even like work at our full capacity. So I think it really struck me in the way of just letting me know what's, in, what's most important over like what doing. Rest is most important over doing all the time. Um, the next question that we're going to is, have you tended to view rest as something that comes before the work or after the work? Um, I tend to view it that it comes after the work, (laughs) like you work and then you rest because I feel like that's kind of what we do on a daily basis. That's what we brought up to. Like you wake up and you go to work, um, and you rest afterwards. But truthfully, if you think about it, you wake up. So you're resting really before you do anything and then you end the day resting. But if you're not taking the opportunity to get the amount of rest when it comes to sleep or the amount of rest in being still with God, then you're missing the opportunity of what, honestly, what God really has called for you to do versus you doing what you just want to do.
0: Absolutely. I said after too. Um, I, I never seemed to rest before, but I also noticed being worn down and I eventually crash and burn or my body forces me to do so. But like you said, I mean, like we have, well, most normal people do eight hours of sleep at night. I do not. It's like five, sometimes six, I don't know, but still like still that's five to six hours. If your body rests well, when you sleep, you know that you're getting a rest and then you're getting up and starting your day. Um, so I never really even looked at it that way, but yeah, I guess our body are, our bodies are made to rest first before starting our day. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I struggle with that one too, because I wait until I'm just so worn down to finally take a step and be like, all right, I need to rest. And at that point I'm just way too exhausted.
1: Yeah. I think it's all about perspective. Like you see how we view it as in like do and then rest after. I think we should honestly change that perspective and you know, I think about rest and then doing.
0: Absolutely. Uh, The next question says, can you think of a way to apply the rest first principle this week? Does that feel like a challenging, unrealistic concept? What is one area where you could attempt to put it into practice? And I just said, you know, use the time I have extra wisely, Um, rather that be time that we may spend watching some TV shows or more than likely for me, I have a habit of scrolling something on my phone. I, I mean, not necessarily one specific thing, but different things. Um, or I'm often trying to get things ready for the next day and I don't take time to rest at nighttime. So I, I really think that for me, you know, I'm just going to have to use my time wisely and um, really, what's the word I'm looking for here? Starts with a P, I believe. <laughs> but <laughs> Prioritize. <laughs> prioritize my my schedule and really, you know, put it in order. And then some things are just going to have to be taken out of my schedule so that I can find time for rest.
1: Uh, well, I think I'm gonna I'm actually gonna put these to that next the what warning signs indicate you are short on rest. I'm gonna put that with this question because I feel like I when I don't take the time to rest before even just work like. I need to be, I spend time with God, but do I actually like, am I breathing it in and having enough time or am I rushing through it? Am I like going, going, you know? And sometimes I do believe that I'm like rushing through it because. I wake up late because I'm not well rested, you know, which goes into my next day. And so I I feel like the best place for me to put it into action to really see results and like a change of attitude and all that kind of stuff is making sure that I'm going to bed at a decent time so that I'm waking up when I need to so that I'm not rushed and that I'm actually breathing in the word of God as I'm reading it. Um, And so that it helps me to be better throughout my day and to do it in a, a good way versus having like an attitude or being frustrated or getting Aggravated really easily, and which are all kind of traits that come out when I'm like tired, which are also going to be traits that come out when you're not breathing in the word of God like you're supposed to because you aren't knowing it for what it is. You know, you're just kind of skimming versus like knowing it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, for me personally, the warning signs for me is I have a shorter fuse, my temper is out of control, and I am short with everybody in my household, especially, but you know, I'm exhausted. I'm unsatisfied. Like there's nothing that seems to satisfy me. And also, also I end up resulting in depression and anxiety a lot. Like I, my anxiety is higher when I don't rest. My depression's up. Like, it's just like everything just crash and burns with your body when you're not taking that time to rest. I a
1: hundred percent agree. So I think if anything that we can get out of this is rest, um, breathe, Listen, be still, all of those things that we don't like to do, try and do it and actually try to put it into, you know, these words are like not coming to me tonight, but try to... Try to put it into action. Don't just say like, this is what I'm going to do. Like, let's work on it this week. Let's truly rest. And like, maybe let's share something about how we're resting and how it's working for us. Um, Because I think that that also helps us to hear like, what are you doing? How are you resting? Um, How are you breathing? How are you listening? You know, like how, how have you put it into action this week? So we're so glad that you guys are still on this journey with us. We know that it has been an off and on journey, um, but we um, appreciate you. We love you guys um, and thank you for joining us.
0: Yes, thank you for joining us and um, we'll hold each other accountable by asking, like, how are you? Are you resting? Are you breathing? Are you taking time? Make sure to check us out on social media. We're on Facebook and we are on Instagram. And we would love to keep up with you and comment with us so you can talk back to us and let us know your feedback on what you're learning, what you're discovering, and how the study's talking to you. We love talking with y'all. So, thank you so much. And we will talk to y'all next week.
1: Yes. Bye, guys.
0: Bye.